If you're more interested in character builds than character stories, then you just might be playing it wrong. Welcome to Playing It Wrong. Podcast about RPGs, fun, food, more RPGs. Grab your dice, sit back, and get ready to play it wrong. Hello, and welcome to Episode 3. Season... No, it's the other way around. It's Season 3, Episode 5. It would be easier if Anchor actually kept better track of these things than I do, other, which is a note card on my desk here. And we're coming to you on a Sunday afternoon with a live studio audience of two napping dogs, as usual. I haven't mentioned them in a while. And uh, <clears throat> what am I going to mention off in this episode? It's going to be an interesting one. Um, we got some notes at the beginning. We got news. We got rants. We got the usual suspects. So let's start off with a little bit of a rant here. Now, one of the things I haven't talked about in a while is food, and I put that in the damn intro. So I was like, wow, damn, I need to do that this episode. So this is going to be my opening rant on food um, and how it relates to this podcast, because you ain't getting recipes. No, 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 no. But I'm going to take what I've learned about food and cooking from the wonderful significant other and apply it to my philosophy of gaming, as I did in the earlier episodes when I talked about, hey, just because you like pineapple on your pizza doesn't mean I have to like pineapple on my pizza, Okay. So there's no reason for anybody to complain about pineapple on pizza or attacking someone because they like it. So that that's my <clears throat> sort of hook on how I'm going to throw food into this podcast, which I haven't done since I kind of did the retooling. But we're going to try it this episode, okay? So what do we have coming up first of all? Well, I always like starting off with technical notes. Uh, what are the technical notes? Well, we're still evolving on the Patreon. I have added a new tier, which is Guardian of the Gazebo, which is four or five bucks a month. And we've added a benefit for people at Bard and Above, which is beta before you can buy it. In other words, you're going to see rough drafts. Some of those drafts will be really, really rough. But hey, you're going to get free access to those. So visit the Patreon. The link will be in the show notes. And I'll probably talk about it again before this episode's over. So with that, let us move on to the wonderful... Session Summary. And this, wonderful listeners, is the part of the show where I talk about what I did in gaming last week. Wow, what's going on in gaming last week? Well, we had the Labyrinth Lord gaming last week. Um, I was running that, and they finally got to face off against that wonderful dragon, which I finally named as Pyrosaurus Rex. Like, why'd you do that? It means fire lizard. Oh, dra- okay, red dragon, I get it. But on the bright side, the characters did know exactly what they were going to be fighting. They were in a town where they could buy pretty much whatever they wanted. They had enough money to get most things. Um, and they, they, they did some shopping. And they did get a few of the things that would be very handy, like, oh, say, potions of fire resistance. And they went forth, and they fought the dragon. Little did they realize, of course, they knew the dragon was going to be coming after them since they had already crossed paths before. So he was ready, and they really didn't react that well at the beginning because, well, they walk in, there's a whole cave full of kobolds. They could have tried to sneak through, they could have tried to do lots of things, but they fought. And of course, a few of the kobolds went running down the back door going, Pass! 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 Intruders! Ah... Our first casualties occurred when a couple of players went running down the corridor after the kobolds. Because the dragon, like, wakes up, looks down there, think about halfway down the corridor. Okay, this is a pretty good opportunity. I bet they're geared for no fire. 
Glad I memorized the lightning bolt. Two PCs down. So they quickly dispatch the last kobolds. The healer is rushing down the corridor to try to save the two that had fallen. And of course the paladin is booking down the corridor to take this frickin' dragon on by himself. And he gets, he gets into the dragon's lair first by himself. The dragon's invisible. And he starts just like talking crap to the paladin, who's in turn talking crap to him. All right, no one paused to think that the dragon is waiting for more people to show up so he could breathe on them. Well, they did. Nor did they think that the dragon had other spells, like invisibility for one, spider climb for another one. So, rest of the party gets in. First breath weapon. Boom. Okay, we need more healing real quick. And they see the dragon hanging upside down the ceiling. With the with spider climb. That's cool. Second level spell. Dragon backs up with a mirror image. Then everybody's still yelling. The paladin's still yelling. Then the dragon drops down. Things get ugly. Lots of people tore up. The norm fighter just sort of starts climbing up the wall, trying to get some sort of advantage somehow. The paladin's still duking it out. And, well, let's see what happens. Boom, second breath weapon comes down. Our half-orc, remember our tale of our half-orc who did the bad wish and ended up, he was a, he was a fighter thief, and he ended up with a dex of five, and he made a pact with a demon, got the cool sword, got his dex up, and everything else. Of course, one of the contingencies on that pact was you cannot be raised, so he's rolling up a new character right now. The paladin does go down eventually, but he gets healed in the nick of time. And I think he's actually the one who finally puts the death blow on the character. So that fight ran a little long, and we were at the FLGS, the Friendly Local, local Gaming Store. And we had to get out because they were closing because those people have real lives, unlike some of their customers. But that is what happened last week in gaming. And guess what? Next week, uh, we've got some Delta Green. And then after that, they're going on a TSR module. They already know that this campaign is going to wrap up with them trying to go through the original Tomb of Horrors which I'm sure I might do a whole episode on, or it might be a very short episode of They All Died. But anyway, that is the session summary. So let's go into the main, main topic of the episode, which, you know what, I'm thinking I'm going to have to do a bumper for. I'm not sure what I'm going to call it. I might call it Crunchy Bits. I might call it The Meat of the Matter. I don't know. But it might be something that sounds sort of culinary but gamey. And, well, you know, that's kind of what we're doing here. Because this week I am going to, I know I'm re rehashing a lot of the old, old topics that I made is very general but this time I'm going to go a little more specifics and you know I've been yakking about swords and wizardry because that's what's on my horizon right now but I want to cross over a lot of times with 5e because that's 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 the flavor du jour that everybody's loving it's the McDonald's and or the Starbucks or you know whatever popular chain of the time is is 5e it's the fast food of gaming right now I mean let's face it it is it's fast food but, you know, the older games, especially like Swords and Wizardry, there is a very vibrant, creative third-party system built under that. And while, yes, 5th edition does have the DM's Guild, which has its own, basically, licensing, so basically, they get a cut of what you sell, and they can kind of use what you sell, but you get everything. Now, third-party publishers, they get a crappy SRD where they really can't use that much because we know Wizards of the Coast does not want another Pathfinder. So, I still consider it the McDonald's. But then again, sometimes you want McDonald's, so that's okay. But the meat of the matter is I want to talk more about Swords and Wizardry again 
I know. So the podcast is evolving to a lot about swords and wizardry. It's my favorite clone. I've said that for years. And, you know, I just feel like I've got a bang out of them anymore. But one of the wonderful things is the vibrant and varied third-party publisher community around that. And the good thing is it gives you other genres to play, but it gives you a whole bunch of other rules to pull into your game. Yes, this episode is another one dedicated to Franken-gaming. Or, you know what, since I, I decided on culinary terms to be added in, this is fusion gaming. Yes, fusion. I'm putting stuff together from different games to make it work. And it does, especially with Swords of Wizardry, because the core mechanics are extremely simple, but yet familiar. And like I said, there's a lot of wonderful, wonderful third-party stuff. Looking at my shelf right now, as far as hard copies goes, I've got both versions of Crips and Things. And personally, I like the original one a little better. Sorry, Newt, of D1, D100 games, or D100 games. That's interesting, because I just noticed that. The original one says D101 games, but the remastered says D100 games. Hmm. Anyway, but I like the original better. It goes on with uh, the saves as skills, skills as saves. I got that backwards. And it's got some neat classes, some neat little quirks to it. That's That's fine. You know... I'm seeing White Star, even though that's on White Box rules, it's still based on swords and wizardry. There's stars without numbers, which was also sci-fi. There's the, um, uh, what was that one? The World War II one. There's a World War II one, too. Hey, you know what? I mean, just look through, drive through, and see all the stuff. And not all of this stuff is just, okay, we're going to replace guns with swords. Each one has its own classes. It's got its own little twerks that you can add in there. You know, like I've mentioned before, Crips and Things is one of my... I love that one, too. But there's some neat things in there, like cast a healing spell, and every undead and demon in the area knows about it, and it's going to come looking for you. That's a cool idea. And you don't even... And since Swords and Wizardry is one of the old-school games, you don't even have to stick to the direct Swords and Wizardry clones... To get inspiration, you can pull stuff from Dungeon Crawl Classics, uh, Old School Essentials. What else have I got on my shelf? I'm looking at my shelf here. Basic Fantasy, if you want to. You can use the, the frickin' Thief Systems that's based on D20 from Basic Fantasy. All of this is wonderful to make it what you want, and that's what Franken Gaming... I'm sorry, not Franken Gaming. Fusion Gaming is all about. Pulling those things together. And the neat thing is, guess what? You can pull in stuff from 5e, too. Advantage, disadvantage is cool. Cantrips, eh, not so much. But, you know, the long short rest thing, eh, not really. But, okay, well, if you want to, I don't know. But there are all these things that you can put together to make whatever game you're playing the game you want to play. Now, you're still going to have to be cognizant about balance that somebody doesn't have a character that's totally overpowered or totally borked because of a decision you made as a GM. So, you know, one of my guidelines is that while you're playing the game, it's a work in progress. Because, you know, you're going to tweak some of the house rules you decided on the beginning. It's like, ah, eh, it's not right way working right. We're going to change that. Let's talk about it at the table. Or, yeah, this isn't quite working right. The rules is written. for They don't work for us. So let's talk about it at the table and fix it. And that's one of the key things is talk about it at the table and be adults about it. So that is kind of my rant on this episode, the uh, infamous fusion gaming. And putting things together, putting the things you like together to making the game you want. Which is what I'm doing over on the blog with the Ark, by the way. So visit the blog, too. There will be links in the show notes. You know the drill. 
So, hey, we got some other stuff coming up. It's time for the news. I bet you're thinking I'm going to talk about the Lamentations of the Flame Princess Ref book. I'm not, because nothing's really happening. I've got updates, and I really don't know what to talk about. But if you listen to Eric Tenkar's AnchorCast, Tavern Chat, uh, I suggest you do. He's got lots of good stuff over there. But he did sort of break the news that I had already heard the rumor of, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't know if I could or not. But since he said it, I'm going to say it too. Yes, I've ranted about Swords of Wizardry. Swords of Wizardry is cool. And there is a Kickstarter supposed to be coming up for a new box set. I'm not going to go into everything I know, but I will say this. From what I understand, the plan is to do a box set. Roughly smaller sized a5 or digester that around that size or whatever the smaller size rather than the, the big books and split it into small and split the game system into smaller books like a player's guy a player's handbook dmg monster manual type thing maybe more books maybe fewer books i think i think it might be more very similar to the old school essentials with the, the multiple books um also, the plan is that the uh, box is going to be big enough to put additional supplements in, you know, like the old original white box where you could get your three little books and then eventually you're putting in your Greyhawk, your Black Warrior supplements and perhaps like some folded up character sheets, dice, whatever. Um, there's also, I have heard tell, some plans possibly for a small online component, but yeah, I'm going to let the frogs actually do their own announcements, but it's kind of a teaser for you guys to uh, who are listening to get kind of excited about this, because I know I am. It's not a real rewriting of the rules, from what I understand, but it's more of an editing, consolidation, reorganization of the rules, but the same core rules are there in what I feel is going to be a much more convenient size package to carry around and to get on the table. That's my goal. That that's my goal. That's what I've heard. So yes, new Swords of Wizardry Kickstarter coming out. Don't know when, but there's already banter about it from some corners. And so you know, uh, stay tuned for that. Um, I'm excited, and hopefully you're excited too. Go frogs! Yay! Hey, and now we're from our sponsors, which is well. Our patrons, our, our patron, our, I have one patron, it's Tim Goffridge Manor. If you look at the Patreon, you can see that it's him, so that's it. But this is just starting out, it's an evolutionary proce- process, so the Patreon, like I said at the beginning of the episode, is evolving, and hopefully it's going to grow. So, if you like this episode, or you like the blog post, go over to Patreon. If you, you don't like, for some reason, going to Patreon, you can still subscribe to the podcast through Anchor, little a dollar a month, you can help. And every little bit helps. Uh, listening to this, you know I need a new microphone. Hey, you want more episodes? That might happen too. So, visit the sites. Visit you know, patreon.com forward slash they might be gazebos. And just give it a look. Give it a think. And thank you for your time. Guess what? We're moving on to the next segment. This is D&D Bootcamp. Here you will learn about the Dungeons and the Dragons. <laughs> If you don't, you will die a horrible and embarrassing death. Your friends will loot your body and leave your cold corpse to be eaten by giant rats. Alright, what do new people in D&D need to worry about? I've talked about my number one rule. I've talked about buy your own dice. And you know what? Let's talk about characters. <clears throat> um, in old D&D, there was the standard of, if it's a new player, you play the frickin' fighter. That's because in old D&D, well... 
Wizards were extremely fragile, extremely little D4 hit points, and like the first level, one spell a day, and then I pretty much run away from everything. Thieves were just as fragile with D4 hit points, and clerics were pretty good. They were in the middle with, you know, D6, and, well, they had their healing spells and everything else. So, yeah, the fighter didn't have anything, which is always one of my problems with the old with with the fighter is in old school games as they seem boring you had to make it interesting by what you did not by anything in the game but with 5e i think especially if you're starting off at third level it's not that bad third level third level i just made a new number folks it's called third it comes someplace between first and third it's called third i know that's another word for second no you're starting off at first level sorry about that i love keeping those little blurbs in just to hopefully entertain people a little bit but Play what you want, and that's kind of good and bad advice because you know spellcasters you still have to choose your spells, cast the right spell at the right time, and all that. But then again, good players and good DMs will help guide a new player, and that's the key is they should guide a new player, not tell them what to do. Let them decide, but at least let them know things like, yeah, it's a fire monster, so don't shoot fire at it. Things like that, you know, and things like you know guiding them from things that obviously more experienced players would not do, such as, I'm going to run blindly down the hall. The magic user is going to sneak up front. I'm pretty good at stealth, but you're not as good as the thief or hopefully somebody else or, you know, running in a fight. But, you know, it's still a learning process when a player is new and even the DM is new. It's a learning process. And if you're more experienced, take them, over, take them under your wing. Be nice to them. Don't tell them what to do explain why some choices are better than others. I know this is supposed to be geared more toward what's the new player supposed to do, and I seem to be, I'm talking more to the more advanced advanced and experienced folks, what they should do with the new players, but hopefully it's going to have new players understand when someone tells you that's not a good idea. They may not be telling you how to play your character, but they may be explaining to you, don't do something that's useless or counterproductive. And a, a good set of players and a good DM will will guide that way. And if your DM's a jerk, the player's a jerk. As I said before, find a new frickin' group. You know, in the old days, you didn't have that. A lot of times you were geographically challenged. Now, you can play online across the world thanks to the wonders of the Internet. So, that is this week's D&D Boot Camp. I have a really neat idea for next week, but hey, guess what this means? Tomes of Ancient Forbidden Knowledge. Yes, and now it's that part of the show where I travel back in time and read from original D&D with my totally incomplete thing of where I was. Where was I? I was still on su- very special Supplement 1 Greyhawk, which brought in a lot of the uh, mechanics that everyone's used to from basic on. And it also introduced a lot of spells, which we now consider as standard that weren't standard originally. And, according to my notes on my little index card that I'm using for a bookmark, we left off last episode with third-level spells, because everybody knows third-level spells are the coolest, especially if you're a magic user. So, we originally went over the big ones, the infamous lightning bolt and fireball, which were original, but this one added things of explosive runes, which is the ultimate kick you in the pants, we killed the bad guy, let's go through his stuff, and oh look, he's a, here's a neat book, and boom! Wow, that is really fun. Rope trick, which is annoying it's and handy, but 
it's not as flashy as that. Then suggestion, which is still kind of nerfed in a lot of systems, but suggestion, a spell which works on the principles of hypnosis. The creature which it is thrown at fails to make it saving throw versus magic. It will carry out the suggestion immediately or defer it according to the wish of the magic user. Self-destruction is 99% unlikely, but carefully worded suggestions can, at the referee's option, alter this probability. Suggestions must be simple and relatively short, i.e. a sentence or two. Duration, a week. That's like, I'll go back to the session summary, because I did some random encounters along the way of them heading towards the uh, Dragon Slayer, and uh, they ran across to Lamia. Yeah, the, the, the half-orc fighter, yeah, he's dumb as a rock. And remember in old-school games, yeah, on Charm Person, he's like, when do we get another saving throw? You get one next month, dude. Okay, so yes, I know that was a little segue, but that was... Oh, no, we still have monster summoning one by employing this... Yes, originally there were no summoning, but they're not demon summoning, they're monster summoning. By employing this spell, the magic user calls to his aid a monster preying on monster level tables level one, i.e. kobolds, goblins, skeletons, etc. So it doesn't really summon... It could summon kobolds, which I guess is kind of weird. I guess they just, even at this stage, before the satanic panic, they didn't want to do demon summoning. <clears throat> it's a relatively small monster is indicated by the die roll. The referee will determine how many appear by rolling a six-sided die. Otherwise, one to three appear. The monster or monsters so summoned will faithfully serve the magic user until they depart when the spell ceases to function or until they are killed. Delay, one turn. Duration, six turns. So, range. I don't know why there's a range if they're already there, because there's a range of one inch, so it's like they're ten feet away, so... But it takes them a turn to get there. So ten minutes to get there, and they're gonna stay around for six melee turns. Like that's not, I don't I think that's just bad editing. We need another turn. But then we're gonna go on. This is going on with the spells Charm Monster, because remember there was Charm Person and well that didn't work on monsters, so you need a way to um charm the monsters. And this is much more designed not necessarily by knowing the monster's intelligence, but there's just a percent chance of them breaking it weekly based on their hit die, which seems like a very sim one of those simple and direct ways rather than, well, what's its intelligence? Okay, it's highly intelligent, it's an 18, but there's like, here's the chance because of its hit die, because higher hit die means it's badass. And that's one of the simple things. There was no CR, challenge rating, challenge level, whatever in old school. It was like, yeah, the hit die, eh, kind of wheel around on that. Uh, that maybe is a topic for a future show. But anyway, we had Charm Monster. Ice Storm, which is a cubic area dozing 3 to 30, or 3 d 10. Points of damage, saving throw, not possible. Yay! Duration is one turn. So you can shut down an area with that for 10 minutes. Fear, and it works the same as a Fear Wand. I hate it when they do that. Then Monster Summoning 2, which is better monsters. Then finally we've got Extension 1. This is a weird one in old, of old school DDs. The extension spells, something that, well, you did not. This may be, my opinion, the origin of the metamagic feats in 3rd edition or the metamagic crap that the sorcerers can do in 5th. But extension 1 is a spell to increase the duration of a 1st through 3rd level spell by 50%. Of course, it has to have a duration, not instant, because 50% of instantaneous, instantaneous is, well, let's, you know, divide by zero type thing. Fifth level spells. Mom, summoning. Uh, 
All right, I'm losing it on this episode, and I know it's running long, but I'm going to get through the fifth level spells, goddammit. Monster Summoning 3, it's like two, but one more. And Extension 2, but it goes up to fourth level spells. So that's it. We have gone up to the fifth level spells. We will take off next episode, hitting up the sixth level spells. Yes, I'm noticing that these episodes are starting to run longer and longer as I get them more and more, more and more organized. So maybe that's a good thing. So who knows? Maybe next episode will be like 30 minutes long. You have to listen to me talk for half a fucking hour. How weird is that? I know I'm whispering. Anyway, I'd like to thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time. And the puppy loves you too. The paper loves you too. Like I said in the middle of my of my little advertisement, help support the podcast by... You can support us on Anchor, which is by doing a subscription for as little as a dollar a month, or visit the Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash they might be gazebos. Hey, and you know what? Go ahead, visit the blog at they might be gazebos. It's they might be gazebos. Letter B, not B-E dot blog. Or... Find us on Facebook at They Might Be Gazebos. Once again, thank you for listening. Roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and have some fun.